It's that time again, people. Time for another episode of Faithful on the Clock, the podcast where every balloon the clown carries is meant to get your faith and work aligned. I'm your host, Wanda Thibodeau, and today on the show, we're covering social good. How can your business not just deliver a great product or service, but really engage in social change? Is that even the responsibility of companies to do? Let's head on in and find out. Okay, listeners, I want to get us out of the gate today by just pointing out that the idea of having an influence on the world is everywhere in the corporate space. And it's probably the easiest to see when you take a look at mission and vision statements, right? Every company is expected to have one of those. Just as examples, you've got JetBlue. Their statement is to inspire humanity, both in the air and on the ground. Patagonia, they say, we're in business to save our home planet. So companies are no strangers to the notion that they should be doing something other than just making tons of money. And a lot of them really do want to do great things. But here's where it gets a little messy and interesting. So companies are putting out these statements and people, you know, maybe it's just because the message gets thrown out there. Maybe it's because there's honestly so many things in the world that need fixing. But people really do want companies to use their money in a way to help. And they're to the point now where if you don't do some good, if you don't act ethically, they're not going to support you anymore. So there was a survey by Mark Stein and Certus Insights that found that 46% of consumers pay close attention to a brand's social responsibility efforts when they make a buy. And 76% of consumers say they want to know what the brands are doing to address both social and environmental issues. There was another study by Cone Communications and Ubiquity Global that found 90% of consumers expect companies to do more than make a profit. So Marstein's president, um, Sheila McLean, in the press release for their survey, she said, and I'm quoting here, when it comes to social responsibility, consumers are looking for brands to show them, not just tell them what they are doing. So in other words, you can't be all talk and no action if you're going to get into social responsibility. Now, you might say, okay, brands want to make a difference. Customers want them to make a difference. So what's the problem, right? Now, part of the issue, according to the survey, is that at least in America, people are associating social activism with political parties. So they'll assume that social activism skews democratic. And so that colors how people are viewing these companies' efforts, okay? That's the tip of the iceberg. The bottom of the iceberg, at least in my mind, is that companies really are failing to follow through on a lot of the promises they make. And you know, we just get hit with scandal after scandal. And so the survey found that just 9% of consumers believe corporate claims about social responsibility all the time. 67% believed companies some of the time. And I read a piece by TerraCube's head of marketing, Andy Caruza, And he pointed out that 56% of consumers say too many brands use societal issues as a marketing ploy. So people hear what businesses are saying, but in their minds, they're going, eh, I bet you're just saying that so I'll buy something from you. You know, the trust to deliver is just not there. So first and foremost, I tell you that whatever you promise, you absolutely have to be as consistent in your messaging and follow through as much as you can. You know, no company is perfect, and you might miscalculate once in a while, but if you're constantly over-promising and under-delivering, people are going to smell that dead fish right away, okay? And in that sense, you know, 
I'm not saying don't be visionary or dream of an ideal, but just don't make promises you can't keep. It's that simple. So, okay, let's say you grasp the whole appropriate promises thing and you're ready to go. How do you really get started with social change? I think the first step is to take a step back and decide which value you really want to start making promises about. I mean, there are a million and one good things, good values you'll find in scripture. And I'll leave a longer list of verses in the show notes for you to study that really make it clear that we do have a social responsibility to each other. But we've got things like giving the hungry things to eat. You could donate food you don't sell or have employees volunteer at their local soup kitchen. You could aim to reduce the loss of agricultural farmland or maybe even start a nutrition program, pay off the lunch balances at your local school. Defending your nation, supporting refugees, stewarding the environment, money management, I mean, scripture will guide you on just about everything. But the point I want to make is that you cannot work for every single thing. You just can't. There's too much that's broken and too few resources. So what I really recommend you to do is just find a handful of causes or values to support with as much passion as you've got. Like Patagonia, they're not about a bunch of stuff. They're just about the planet and climate change. So what values or social causes are you really willing to die on a hill for? You know what I mean? Try not to diffuse too much because that just stretches you thin and gives the impression that each cause isn't all that important. As you evaluate how to pull your social cause into your business, there are some core areas and principles of social responsibility that you can keep in mind. And those come from the ISO Guidance on Social Responsibility. But the core areas include organizational governance, human rights, labor practices, environment, fair operating practices, consumer issues, and community involvement and development. And then the principles include accountability, transparency, ethical behavior, respect for stakeholder interests, respect for the rule of law, respect for international norms of behavior, and respect for human rights. So I recommend that you take your social cause and just double check that you really are connecting all the work to those areas and principles in some way. Now, the next thing I suggest is look at small and large scale. So small scale, that's your local community. And large scale, that's, um, you know, you're, you're talking state, nationwide, or even global influence. Now, these do not have to be mutually exclusive, okay? You can have community and broader initiatives at the same time. But I think sometimes the tendency is for businesses to want to do only the big stuff. Like they want to do what's going to get them a lot of recognition and bring in new supporters. But what I want you to understand is that when you support your smaller initiatives, it can grow into the bigger things. So maybe you're a smaller company. You don't have a ton of money. So you're sponsoring events around town and that kind of thing. But you do those things and you really follow through well. Then you can go to other companies that are a little bit bigger with a little bit of a social resume and say, how would you be interested in partnering with us? We've got this initiative that shares your values that we'd really like to do, and we could get that done if we work together. And over time, all of those efforts just kind of exponentially spread, and they attract more and more people, more and more funds that grow your business or that lend you expand those social initiatives. And a lot of the time, remember, the saying is that people buy from people they know. So if you want to make that big difference, you can't just broadcast a message over the globe. 
You have to earn trust in your backyard first and then let them spread the word and disciple it all for you. Okay, so once you know what social cause or value you're going to target, go back and look to see if it really comes through in the values of your business. Because it should, right? It should be something that's an undercurrent through everything you do. Something you can use as a guide every time you've got a decision to make. So organize your handbook around that cause or value. That's going to clarify procedures and provide some accountability. And guess what? You need those things if people are going to behave consistently enough to earn public trust. The last thing I want to hit on about social causes is that it is okay for you to pivot over time. Because sometimes a brand is founded on something that society says is okay, and then later on, society grows and learns, and they reject what the business was founded on. So one example I can give here is the Aunt Jemima brand. PepsiCo actually renamed that brand because they believed that it had been based on a racial stereotype. And you don't have to disagree or agree with that, I'm just saying, they made a conscious choice not to support that anymore. And if you find yourself in that position, I think the key is to be very open, very deliberate about it. You know, you see how customers feel about it, you explain why you're making the change, and it's not just to make money. It's really because you've thought hard about the influence that keeping that value alive will have on people. So let's just take a moment to pray. Lord, scripture is full of your guidance to love one another, to do good works. And we can be grateful that your son Jesus was willing to speak out, to help people and to encourage them to do better. And God, because there are just so many things in this world right now that we need to fix, things that go against what Jesus taught and stands for, I pray that you'll give those listening today a sense of clarity about which cause to fight for based on the gifts you've granted to each of them. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Well, that's the episode, everybody. I hope that this has given you some insights and just inspired you to find some social cause or two for your business to build around. I would love to hear from you and find out about how you're making a difference out there. So please feel free to follow me on Twitter at FaithfulOTC and send me a message about it. Next episode, we're taking on a heavy one again, people. We're talking about how to get through a layoff. If you've missed episodes, catch up at faithfulontheclock.captivate.fm. And until next time, be blessed. Like what you heard and want even more great Christian business content? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash faithful on the clock to become a supporting member for the show. You'll get access to options like early episode access, bonus episodes, videos, Bible studies, curated articles, and more in a tier plan that's right for you. Show your support for this podcast, and remember, enormous change can start with you.